the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. And I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Ramon B. How are I you, also Ramon? like to think of myself as professional Lovely co-host. Professional lovely host. I love, we're going to add that to – let me – Write that down? I'm going to write that down right here. Professional lovely host. Uh, let's see, Ramon. We did trivia last week. And it was enthralling. I kind of like it. You do? I kind of like the trivia. Let's see if you're going to give you – now, you weren't able to guess. Oh, no. I forget last week's trivia. It's been it a, a whole week ago. Well, so like yeah. Uh, Pat Sajak. Oh, that was it. Pat Sajak. Now, yeah. Snickers. You are enjoying one of those. I just yeah. ate a Snickers almond bar. Yes. I've got, I've got the stuff stuck in my – yeah. So I'm going to have to rinse that down with some coffee. Shall we do a little coffee? We, sh- we shall do that right now. Oh. That is a quite quite the large cup of coffee. It really there. is, yeah. and it's filthy too because I never wash it. Now, Snickers almond bar used to go by a different name. Can you name that – Candy bar name. Well, the only thing that comes to mind is Almond Joy, but oh, that's not the same that's thing. That's not it. No, because it has uh, coconut, coconut in coconut. it. Yeah. I don't like coconut. I used to love the Almond Joy, and now I don't like them. So what was that called before? The Mars Bar. Get out. Yeah. Is that what that was? The Mars Bar. I think the Mars company got bought out maybe by Snickers, but it used to be. Uh, I think they make M&Ms, too. Yes. Mars, Mars Bar. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, and then the the the, late, the latest thing is those little M and M's. They have trouble with their sexual orientation. Have you heard about that? I have heard. About I don't that. know how the M and M's could have pro. I don't even know how they have sex. I don't want to know. I don't want. In fact, I don't want to know how anybody has it. Let's let's everybody let's not be proud of anything. Everybody keep their candy coated shells to themselves. Yeah, I don't want to see a hetero pride flag. I don't want that. I don't want to know. Keep it to yourself. Do uh, it in the uh, backseat of your Buick. I don't want to see A it. hetero pride flag? Yeah. That'd be like a, a checkered flag from a racetrack, would wouldn't it? Pretty much. It would, it would have uh, a NASCAR yeah. twin. Yes, of course. It would, be, it would be disgusting. It wouldn't be good. Okay. Uh, oh, we got to start with the headlines of the day. Do we really? Mm, now we do to get off of this. Yeah. We got to get out of this somehow. Okay. Speaking of... <laughs> You know, what we were just speaking of. Yes. An 82 – did you hear about this? An Mm. 82-year-old Harry Potter actress posed nude for British Vogue magazine. Mm. Okay. Did you hear about that? No, I did not. Uh, I think that's the kind of thing that keeps grandma from getting invited to Thanksgiving. I have a a bad feeling about it. Those aren't giblets. At my age, I would think she was hot probably. 
That's how sad my life is. <laughs> Check out that young hottie. Yeah, then 80. Oh, no. You know, 80 <laughs> is the new 60. Is it really? But 90 is still 90. Yeah. Yeah, that's real. Now, uh, we were last week. Now, it's been a whole week ago. I can't remember. You, I can't Time. even believe you brought up that Pat Sajak thing from a whole week ago. You've got an amazing memory. Time does fly. Like a but, steel uh, trap mm, is memory. Like that. Now, um, what were we, we were talking about partnerships and assistance. Yes. How to handle that correctly. Trouble was I wasn't really done. So this is the part two. We have some leftover. We're going to call it part two. Fantastic. It's like those um, sequels. Do you ever watch – I'm not a movie guy. Do you watch movies much? I do, What's yes. the best movie you've seen recently? Ooh, recently? That's mm-hmm. kind of rough. Well, I just for the first time um, watched Dog Day Afternoon. And that I was have great. not seen that. Yeah. Well, who's in that? Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Now, Al Pacino. And John Cassell. Al Pacino – just gave birth mm-hmm. to a baby at age 83. With his, I think, 29-year-old uh, girlfriend? Yeah, which is kind of convenient because they can both buy the same diapers. Hey-oh. Hey-oh. Hoorah, now, I should say. That's that's sad. He's got something I don't. I don't know what. Oh, money. That was it. And the wig. Does he wear a wig? Come on. Does he? Look at that hair. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not a hair expert. I think yeah, we no, it does, it does not look like a like human all hair. Right, did you see the Fablemans? No. Now, I, I fly all the time, so I watch these movies on the, the in-flight movie. Okay, yeah. Uh, but that was about a kind of a uh, kind of a docudrama, maybe, about uh, Steven Spielberg, who grew up here, so they filmed it in Arcadia. Some of it. Okay. So yeah, I have heard of that. I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. So they filmed part of it in my neighborhood where I grew up. Oh, wow. Actually, it's the neighborhood I terrorized when I was a biker lowlife. Yeah. But, uh, Harley's course. just rattling in the middle yeah, of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. You know, it's, it's stuff happens when you're young. So uh, mistakes that teams make. Okay. Right here. Right here. We're going to do it today. That's what we're going to do. Mistakes that team make. Branding. Uh, if you can avoid having the word team or group or and associates in your name, that would probably be sometimes you're already famous and you've got that in your brand and I wouldn't mess with it. But if you're thinking of coming up with a new thing, uh, always think of it this way. Let's say it's you, uh, husband and wife team, 50-50 partners, I should say. That's not really a team and you have a couple of uh, – assistance and then maybe someday you're going to uh, call me up and say, hey, Bob, we want to start a real estate company and start recruiting producing agents. Uh, It would be nice if you had a name that made sense. Um, So so I have a coaching student. He he bought the uh, URL Ready Realty. Fantastic. That's a good one. Yeah. Ready Group? No. And associates ready, ready and asso- team yeah. no Mm-mm. ready and associates ready set go oh I like that yeah uh, ready realty that's a great great brand name so the so century twenty one great brand name Remax. awful coats P- pardon me awful coats though awful coats century twenty one those horrible golden. coats yeah that's just yeah bad. What, they 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 were lying awake nights they were thinking let's see. What color 
reminds me of baby poop and gasket sealer. I know, gold. <laughs> wow. <laughs> gold coat. Uh, you know, I owned one of those. Did you? I sure did. Did, did I ever wear it? I'm One time. Did you? I have a coffee mug Is there with a, a picture of me on it wearing the gold coat. Oh. I did have hair. You've got to put that up the somewhere. The coffee mug proves I had hair once wow. and a gold coat. Please bring that in it's one like time. My, it's like one. my high school graduation photo, which is a complete lie because I did not graduate oh. high school. <laughs> but I got the photo taken. So I'm in the yearbook as if I graduated, which, of course, I didn't. Now, uh, evidently, ditching won't keep you out of the photo booth, but it will keep you from getting your diploma, right? So the – how now, leisure suits – were in style for 15 seconds. Remember that? Mm. And yes. during those 15 seconds, the photo flashes are going off. <laughs> and I'm wearing a, a light tan leisure suit with a chocolate brown shirt. Wow. And one of those, remember the clown bow ties? What, is it all polyester? I'm and, sure. And the big platform shoes. Oh, my pat- gosh. Oh, yeah. my God in heaven. You could save that and wear it as a costume oh, to a party now. Thank, thank goodness we burned it. We didn't burn it. We melted it. It wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> we melted that. I think those leisure suits were made out of recycled dry cleaning bags, right? Bad. That's horrible. Horrible. Okay. So thank goodness that's over. A little insight into my pathetic life when I was, when I was a kid. You know, that was 100 years ago. Disco. You know, disco. what was you the, were the movie disco that era. came out? Oh, uh, Saturday Night Fever. Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. That was, that was all the rage. Yeah. And then the other thing that came out, oh, I'm going to show you a picture. Now, we can't do this on the air, but I'm going to show you a picture, okay? This is uh, a picture of my first car. Now, imagine, wouldn't this be better if we had video? Oh, yeah. For the, for the, for the rest of the gang? But we don't. So what, what was my first car? A 53 Chevy Bel Air Custom. Ooh, very nice. Yeah. So I am out in Denver getting uh, ice cream because I enjoy a lovely confection. Yes, you have mentioned that. a hard day at work. Yes. There's, there's the full metal dash. Yeah, wow. Huh? Turquoise. Not a padding on that No, no, at that's all? full metal dash hmm. with radio knobs like Bowie knives. You yeah. get in a head-on collision, they just hose off the dash and sell it to somebody else. And then there's that car. Look at that baby. That is that's huh? awesome. That Those is are, awesome. I had the white sidewall tires like that, the big wide whites, and then the fender skirts. That is true huh? custom. Yep. That's your first car. That huh? was my first car. My, my, Not too shabby. My godfather died and he left me the car was it already customized like it only had eighty thousand miles on it that's not custom that's stock right there even on the with the skirts on the back they had the skirts on the back yeah very nice they had a little lever they would come off we're boring people we are we should get back to realtors uh, are listening they're bored (laughs) better get back to real estate quickly there's got to be one or two folks out there who enjoy a a custom vehicle they'd be old yeah well yes well, yeah, I saw back. this hipster, a hipster guy and his hipster wife, and then he had a hipster kid, and that was his car, and he was in the ice cream shop. And I said, hey, is that your car? I'm going to take some pictures of it. He was very nice. And then I showed him the picture of my car, a black and white photo. They only had black and white photography back then. Matthew Brady took my high school photo. They only had black and white? No, that's a lie. Come on. That's a lie. I mean, I know you're... Up there. I was a nerd. I had a color dark room. Yeah. 
okay, so mistakes that TV <laughs> – we're going to get back to real estate. Yeah, let's do that. So uh, branding. So if you can pick a great name for your company, that's great. Uh, Never co-brand on the marketing with title companies or mortgage companies. That's a RESPA violation in most cases. If you can't pay for it yourself, don't do it. And then uh, the other t- the other is having buyer agents. For some reason, if a husband and wife partnership are doing great, this is a story I hear. The husband w- – Wife partnership is doing great. Then they build a team. So they start by adding buyer agents or listing agents. Then they end up making no money. Then they go back to just the husband-wife partnership or the two-people partnership or they get rid of their partner and just start from scratch and then they call me for coaching and say that was a disaster. So I don't recommend I don't recommend teams, but if you're going to have a partnership, don't call it a team, don't call it a group, don't call it and associates if you can avoid that. And again, the exception to that would be if you've been in business for a period of time and you have that brand already, you know, it's already all over town or something. Of course, then you're stuck with it. Um, another another thing, open house strategy. So a great way to make money is by holding open houses. So I was talking to one of my coaching students um, yesterday and she had held an open house and somebody came in. Now she was holding an open house that was not her open – it was not her company's listing. It was from another company. And a buyer came in and they actually wanted to buy the house. So she's handling that right now. But – Here's an open house strategy that I think would would work for you. So uh, when I was uh, newer in real estate, I would hold open houses. Now, I got to the point where I said I I would rather stab myself in the eye than hold an open house. But um, uh, originally, part of the reason was you, you, you go to the open house, you have to set up the signs in the neighborhood. Now, it's 100 and Yesterday, it was 110. Did you know that? It didn't seem like it. Was it really? It was 110 yesterday. I think we're used to Hottest day of the year so far. Wow. But um, by the time this show airs, it will be 140. That's true. We can agree. (laughs) So so you're out there in the hot sun setting up the signs. And then, of course, you have to take down the signs at the end of the open house. Then you get to the open house – and you have to euthanize the pets or um, you have to do the dishes. You have to hide stuff. That, you know, you got to straighten up a little bit. Uh, the, the sellers have to be gone for you to get away with euthanizing the pets, of course. And then you sit there and you can, of course, make cold calls from the open house these days. And then people will come in. And and then you'll – now there is a video. We're going to do a shameless plug for a video. Would you like to do that? Let's do that. Time for Bob Leffler's Shameless Plug. Okay. You go to fearlessagent.com, click on the video training page, scroll down to buyer's category, and there's a video there called How to Make Right Now Money in Real Estate. And it's about this video, the open house scam. I mean, strategy. And uh, so, 
the purpose of the open house is to book appointments. Oh, we better write that down. The only purpose of an open house is to book appointments. Now, I was in the National Speakers Association meeting um, a couple of weeks ago, maybe about a month ago, and this fairly famous nationally recognized speaker was our speaker for the day. And he uh, he said, you know, I was out looking at open houses in Scottsdale, Bob. He knew I was in the real estate thing. And he said, I cannot tell you how pathetically incompetent the agents were. He goes, he goes, I don't know anything about real estate. He goes, but I know about sales. And what everything they did was the exact opposite of what they should do. I know that. He goes, I don't know what they should do, but I know what they shouldn't do. And they were doing what they shouldn't do. And I said, here's what I think they were doing. They would greet you at the door. They would hand you their card. They would say, hey, can you sign in on this little – they would hand you some flyers or something about the house. He goes, that's exactly what they did. <laughs> he goes, I don't know what they're supposed to do, but that's not that, – that is not it. I said, that's right. That would be complete incompetence. So if you, if you were to just drive around as an agent and go to other agents' open houses and pretend you were not an agent – you would see the museum of incompetence. You know, have you done that? Have you gone to an uh, no, open house? No, I, I just well, yes, I do go to open houses because I'm the nosy neighbor. Yeah, I go to them, and then what I see is horrifying, of course. And I've n- I don't think I've ever once seen an agent do it right. Wow, never done it right. So the way the way the rule of thumb number 1 please write this down things to never do in an open house do not have the sign in sheet never have the sign in sheet never hand the person anything if there are flyers about the house for goodness sakes hide them don't have that no handouts nobody's going to leave with anything what's the purpose of the open house. Well, you only get paid for two things in real estate. One is scheduling an appointment and the other is getting somebody to sign a contract. Now, it's unlikely that you're going to get a contract signed. Now, the lady yesterday, she could have. Those people said, we want to buy this house. She could have written up the contract right there. Um, But what she did instead was book an appointment because she's a fearless agent, right? Now, they didn't want to meet with her. They didn't want to book the appointment, but she did her job. Her job is to book an appointment. So uh, the only purpose of the open house is to book appointments typically. Those could be listing appointments. They might have a house to sell. Uh, They might be buyer appointments. Uh, And then the appointment, you're going to meet with the buyers in your office after they've been pre-approved through your lender. And uh, they've, they'll sign the buyer-broker agreement, and only then would you ever search the MLS, show a single house, anything like that. So that's, that's the idea. Now, there's a uh, scam – I mean strategy that we do during the open house to make that happen, the fearless agent scamagy, we call it. Oh, that's yeah. a nice scamage. You like that? Yeah, that's very good. Okay, but it but it works great, and it's about helping the client. So, uh, now imagine you had a partner in your open house scamage. We're going to call them now. Now imagine, like, let's say it's you and me. 
Okay. Now, I am good at what to say in the open house. You probably would not be as good. I would be the scam portion of this, probably. Well, we're going to do a 50-50 split. Okay. Okay. So would you, Ramon, be willing – and by the way, you can do what you're going to do dressed as you are. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So you don't have to look – I'm going to wear a suit to the open house. You can look – Exactly like I look. Or whatever you want. And you go set up the signs. Would you you do that? I would do that. And then you'll take down the signs. Sure. Yeah. I'll do that. And then you can relax all day while, while I'm in the open house. So you, you put up the signs and take down the signs. Would there be food for me at some point? Uh, you can go get food. Yeah, oh, you can, I can go, go to McDonald's or do whatever you want. Right. Of course, I'm not, not going to micromanage your food intake, and I probably there's some managing that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you eat fast food? Not, not on the no? – normally, no. no. Really? If yeah. you had to, where would you go? I'm probably an In-N-Out guy. Oh, I like I'm an In-N-Out yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah, I love You know what I love about In-N-Out is it's a very simple menu. Absolutely. They only sell one thing. Hamburgers. With I don't cheese think there's salads there, are there? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, they got too much stuff on the McDonald's menu. I walk in there and I go, "Oh, this is too uh Oh, here's another rule of thumb. I'm go to Denver. And I go to I'm going to give a shameless plug. All right. Here, okay. El Taco de Mexico. Sounds okay. good already. The most amazing tamale I've ever had in my life. Really? Unbelievable. And you're I from was, Arizona, and that's I am, saying a lot. I'm a tamale expert. Christmas tamales. I can. I, I know yeah. the whole deal. So here you would go to, um, uh, is it Los Dos Molinos? Have you been there? Not, down on not Camelback. That Just down the road, 10th Street okay. in Camelback. I highly recommend it. Unbelievably hot. But very gourmet. So I've had great tamales. These were a hundred times better. Wow, amazing! So I noticed something. Okay, here's Bob's rule of thumb: better than the material. Okay, the more they spend, you know how you go into some restaurants and they have this lit up menu. Yes, like it's a TV. Yeah, menu. Okay, the more they spend on the menu, the crappier the food's going to be. The worse the menu looks on the wall, the better the, the food. The better the food. Be. That makes all – It's an inverse relationship, I think. They Prices it. are used. They, they use like masking tape they right cross, over the yeah. – Right. <laughs> they had masking tape. I think it was Beautiful. duct tape actually. They had duct tape and then they felt pen. You know, it was perfect. So, uh, OK. There's a, now, where were we? We were talking about open houses. Yeah. yeah so we're talking a, about open houses. There was a scam involved. A scamogy. Where I'm, I'm out there. Oh, yeah. You're out there setting up the signs and taking down the signs. Mm-hmm. I'm setting up and holding the open house. And again, the only purpose of the open house is for me to book appointments. I meet with the buyers at the office. I sign them up on the buyer broker agreement. And then you go out and show them the houses. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? It is. And we do a 50-50. I like that. You're in. You're in. I'll do you it. You now are part of my scamogy. Fantastic. Yeah. That's called division of labor, my friend. That's the secret. So uh, I, I recommend that all fearless agents try that. Uh, it's the best way to make open house. Now, what do you say when the people come in the open house? So I, I say this. So – and I've done this um, – I've gone into my coaching students' open house and done this at their open house. So I go to a, 
I go to an open house in my neighborhood because I'm the nosy neighbor and I'm dressed homeless like I always am. I came from the gym. I'm wearing a Harley shirt, you know, shorts and uh, tennis shoes and I look uh, pretty hideous, you know. I don't get sweaty in the gym. I don't want you to get the wrong idea, you know. You're looking like you're coming in just to use the bathroom. Exactly. Gotcha. So I – so but it's a – open house from my old company that I used to work for. So I think, oh, I'm going to know the agent, maybe. So I go up, I ring the doorbell, and some lady I don't know is there. And I say, hey, my name is Bob Leffler, and uh, the manager where you work used to be my partner in real estate. She goes, oh, yeah, I've heard about you. I go, oh, okay. I said, look, I, I said, I'm just the nosy neighbor. I live you know, around the corner. And she goes, oh, she goes, I have a, I have a question uh, that I, I want to ask you about this open house. I go, okay, we'll do that. Let me let's look at the house first and then I'll help you. So I'm off on my own or I'm with her looking at the house and then uh, this uh, – the doorbell rings and it's a live one. And I say, okay, I'm not going to cramp your style. I'll stay away from you and you know, leave you leave alone. So then I hear them chatting. This lady comes in and they're chatting and, and then all of a sudden I hear her say, oh – Bob will know. I'll ask Bob. You know, she's talking about me. Yeah. So I go, and she goes, Bob. She goes. She wants to know how high is this ceiling, and I'm like, I- I'm not Bob Vila. I'm Bob. Leffler. Wrong Bob. Is it wrong Bob? Yeah. I said I don't. I don't know. I said to the lady. I said, why do you have like a piece of furniture or something, and you're wondering if it's going to fit? She goes, that's exactly right. I said, let me ask you a question. Could you live here? She says, uh, are you the owner? I said, no. Could you live here? She goes, yeah, I think I could live here. I said, what would have to be different in this house for you to feel comfortable living here? She says, well, uh, uh, oh, they had this uh, – somebody called the 1980s and tell them they left their archway to the kitchen here, that thing, <laughs> the archway to the kitchen. So it was hideous. She goes, yeah. She goes, I really hate that archway. I said, uh, is that fixable? She goes, oh, yeah. She goes, I'd get my crew in here and these guys knock that out and square it up and it would be, be good as new, you know. I said, what else would have to be different in order for you to live here? She goes, well, I, I hate this carpet. I said, yeah, me too. It's hideous. I said, what would you replace that with, something other than carpet? She goes, no, I like carpet. I just don't like uh, you know, the radioactive blue. And uh, I said, what else would have to be different in order for you to feel comfortable living here? And she said, uh, do they have to close? I said, well, they have a sign in the yard that says for sale, so I think they probably want to close at some point. I go, why Why are you asking me that? And she goes, well, I'm stuck in a lease until some, some – she mentioned a month. I said, let me ask you something. I said, if I could get the seller to agree to sell the house to you and wait for you till that month, you're, would, you, would you want me to call you? And she said, yes, I really would. I said, OK, let me write down your phone number. And 
and I wrote down her phone number. Now, the question that the agent had of me was how do I get people to sign their names on the sheet, which you shouldn't have in the first place. So I got her phone number. I said, now we're going to book an appointment for you to meet with her and we booked the appointment. So that's that's the secret, okay? So when people come into your open house, you'd say, hey, um, I've got a, you know, thanks for coming to the open house. I'm Bob. Uh, before, after, after you look at, I'm going to let you look at the house on your own. I'm not going to chase you, chase you around. But I have a survey question just to help me and the seller out. Would you mind participating in my little survey just to help help me and the seller out? And they go, oh yes, and that people love to participate in the surveys. You know? So they they come back after going through the house. And some of my coaching students say people will line up to take the survey in <laughs> a busy open house. They just want to give their opinion, right? So, so when what you say now, again, you're not going to hurt my feelings uh, or the feelings of the seller. Uh, and by the way, could you live here in this house? So that so everybody write that down. Whenever you show any house. You always ask them to buy every house you show them. Floyd taught me that. So could you live here? Okay. They say, oh, no, no, this this doesn't work. I don't like the neighborhood, you know, or they don't like whatever, you know. I'd say, well, what would have to be different in order for you to feel comfortable living in this house? And again, you're not going to hurt my feelings or the sellers. I'm just curious. And they go, oh, well, I hate this. Okay, what else would have to be different? Okay, what else would have to be different? And then you say, uh, sounds to me, give me an idea of what it is you're really looking for. And they, they tell you what that is. Then you say, sounds to me like you're looking for something kind of special. Am I right about that? They go, yeah, yeah, you know, or some, or if they, if they're, if you can tell they're an investor, you say it sounds like you're looking for something that's kind of a good deal. Would I be right about that? So they say yes. So I say, well, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but are you? And then you name everything they could be doing to find a house other than working with an agent. You don't mention that one, okay? You say, correct me if I'm wrong, but are you maybe? driving around, going to open houses, obviously you're doing that. Are you maybe writing down numbers off of signs on the side of the road? Are you maybe looking on the internet uh, or perhaps looking at the homes magazines or something like that? So I just named everything they could possibly be doing. Is that how you're going about this? And they say, yes. I say, now, I don't know if you know this or not, but you're probably never, ever going to find a special one by doing it that way. Um, can I explain why? They say yes. I say, okay, well, the special ones, they sell before they ever make it to the market, uh, before they ever show up in the MLS. By the way, do you know who we sell the special houses to? No. We sell them to our direct clients. Can I explain how that works? They say yes. say, okay, the first thing I'm going to have you do is we'll pick a time to have you come into my office. I'm going to have you talk to my lender you're going to get pre-approved for something you have not yet been pre-approved for, which is a monthly payment. So we're going to know that maximum for you. And then I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions uh, about what you like or what you don't like. More importantly, what you don't like, because we don't want to waste a bunch of time showing you houses that you don't like, which is the number one complaint, by the way, of 
about realtors from buyers. They keep showing us stuff we don't like. And of course, we're showing you what you don't like. We're showing you what you can afford, and nobody likes that. So I will then create a list. I will show you that list. I'm going to have you weed out the ones you don't want to waste your time looking for. That way, we more quickly get to the ones you do. That way, we more quickly get to the ones you love. That way, we more quickly get to your favorite house. And by the way, your favorite house will be every buyer's favorite house. And our job is to beat every other buyer to your favorite house. Does that sound like a plan that would work for you? And they say, finally, an agent that knows what they're doing. So that's not what the agents that made the guy know they were incompetent were doing. That's how we're supposed – and by the way, isn't that what we would do if we were looking for a house for ourselves? That's what I would do. So – that's the scamagy. It's better for the buyer, certainly better for the agent, and you book the appointment only, and I don't have to hand anything out to the, to the looky-loos who come in. So uh, that's, that's the moral of the day right there. Now, just in case we're at the end of the show, uh, if you would like more information about Fearless Agent Coaching, if any of this stuff makes any sense to you at all, you can call me toll-free day or night at my cell phone number right here. I'm holding it up again. You can't see see that. that. I see it. The picture of the the car is gone. Uh, 480-385-8810. You can go to fearlessagent.tv and subscribe. You can subscribe to our podcast right here at fearlessagentpodcast.com. Go to our website at fearlessagent.com. Watch the free webinar Uh, But again, call me anytime. I want to thank you for joining us today. And please do give us a five-star review of this podcast, if you would, on whatever platform you're on. Until next week, have fun, be humble, most of all, be fearless. Thanks, gang. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.